Hello, good evening, everybody. I'm Jason, and, and I'm uh, Mandy. It's my wife Mandy, and we're real excited to be here with you guys. Um, so uh, I guess we'll start sharing a little bit about us. Um, I'll start with me. Well, no, no. Let's. We've been married five years now, and we have a three and a half year old daughter named Madeline, who uh, we absolutely adore. Um, there she is. Yeah. And we also have another baby on the way. My wife is due in about a month, so we're really, really excited about that. Yes. Um, So I am actually a um, first-generation American, born to Colombian parents in this great city of Dallas. And my family came to the United States so that my dad could pursue his master's in Christian education at Dallas Theological Seminary. Uh, Needless to say, growing up, we had some pretty intense family reading times. Um, You know, I never had a doubt that God was real or that he loved me, but the depth of God's grace was a mystery to me. As I grew up, my adventurous nature clashed with my dad's strict and often legalistic rules. Um, You know, according to dad, I was not allowed to have a girlfriend until I was ready to get married. And I tried telling that to a teenage boy. It, uh... You know, it was well-intentioned, but not well-executed. And as a result, I, um, you know, I learned to lie, and it became second nature all throughout um, you know, high school. I just rebelled and said, well, I'm going to have a girlfriend. If you don't want me to have one, then I just won't tell you about it. And I just remember them asking me every day, like, hey, do you have a girlfriend? And I, I would lie to their face. And um, so it became a habit that I would unknowingly carry into our marriage and would, would later um, uh, play a big part of our story. But anyways, although I loved God, without clear guidance in my relationships, I got into some really unhealthy ones. Well, I had a wonderful childhood full of love and fun memories. My parents have always been my biggest fans, and my sister um, has always been my best friend. Um, Growing up, I was always a rule follower, and still am to this day. Um, Also, very much a people pleaser who... um, Just always wanted to have that good reputation. Although my family went to church on occasion, God wasn't a big part of our home. It wasn't until my sophomore year of high school that I understood for the first time that I was in fact a sinner and that my attempts to be a perfect person were in vain and that I was in need of a great forgiveness that was only made possible by the death of Christ. After I became a Christian, I had a new desire to learn about God, so I signed myself up for a fall retreat at my church in hopes of making some new like-minded friends, and that's where I met Jason. We had gone to school together for three years, but our paths had never crossed. Jason was a grungy band guy with dreads who'd rather stay in class than go to pep rallies, and I was a blonde cheerleader who was into all things school spirit. He was in all honors classes. I was in all regulars classes. He was an introvert, <laughs> introvert, and I was an extrovert. We were complete opposites. The only thing we had in common was Jesus. I was so intrigued and inspired by Jason's faith. He was unlike anyone I had ever met before. Our, com- our conversations always led to Jason me te- Jason, I'm sorry, y'all. Um, Jason teaching me cool new things about God and his word. <laughs> Mandy was literally the girl of my dreams, Uh, way out of my league. You know, I never imagined that we would be a couple, but after being friends for a few years, we started to date in college. Um, I was going to school at Texas A&M, and she went to OU. Uh, That was kind of a challenge. But um, 
Not long after we started dating, my college career was cut short as I pursued a dream um, by trying out for a TV show called American Idol. And it was an incredible experience, and it went better than I could have ever imagined. I actually ended up finishing fourth place in the seventh season of American Idol. And although publicly things were going great for me, um, personally, I was in a very dark place, and my life was a roller coaster. I I loved the rush of the shows, but at the end of each night, I always found myself feeling completely alone and and isolated and without... um, you know, any real friends around me, and I, I struggled to connect with God during this time as I was constantly traveling and, um, and without community in my life. And, and in my isolation, pornography became my escape from depression and stress, and this habit eventually led me to have an inappropriate relationship um, that would put Mandy and I's relationship in jeopardy. When Jason told me that he had cheated on me, I was in disbelief, and one of my biggest fears had come true. I couldn't believe that Jason was capable of this. This was not the godly man that I knew. We broke up and decided not to talk for a while, Um, but Jason made it very clear that he wanted to try to work things out if I could just forgive him. While I was extremely hurt by Jason's actions, I also saw that he had a truly repentant heart. After a few months apart and a lot of prayer and counsel, I decided to try and forgive Jason, and we cautiously moved forward. Um, I love Jason so much, and I wasn't willing to give up on him or our relationship. Even though we decided to move forward, I didn't actually deal with the pain. I just pushed it down, hoping that it would all go away. Over the next year, we made huge strides in the trust department. I did whatever I could to show Mandy that my true desire was to love God and love her and leave my reckless behavior behind. After a year of dating, we got engaged on Halloween and were married two months later on January 2nd, 2010. And I thought marriage would mark an end to all my troubles, but instead it placed a spotlight on my faults. Uh, My pornography habit didn't disappear upon marriage as I had hoped. Um, You know, instead it just... It just got worse, and in the beginning, I tried to hide it, but as each day went by, I was more and more disgusted with myself, and I I hated what I was doing, but I didn't know how to stop. I felt like I was two different people. You know, to Mandy, I would put on this act of a godly man, leading our family in daily prayer and going to church together, but when I was alone, I was um, just a selfish and unloving porn addict. Nine months into our marriage, my internal condition was starting to have an effect on our marriage. Mandy had no idea how much I was struggling, but it was was evident that something was off. And we decided to attend Regeneration here at Watermark on the suggestion of a friend. And around the same time, we also joined a foundation group. These two things started to have a major impact on me. And inside, something started to change. I had always told Mandy half-truths about my past, or my struggles, and I I didn't really know how to be completely honest. And it was mainly out of a fear of of hurting her or losing her, but but now my desire to be fully known and loved had grown bigger than my fear. I no longer wanted to live a a lie, so I decided to confess to Mandy, believing that as 1 John 1-7 says, that if we walk in the light as he is in the light, And we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. So upon hearing this confession, I once again was devastated. How could he betray me again? 
The tears came quickly. I felt stupid. I felt rejected. I felt like I wasn't good enough. I felt insecure, hopeless, and angry. I had saved myself for marriage and had waited so long. I even took him back after he cheated on me. I trusted him, and I did not deserve this. I hadn't processed at all what had happened during our dating relationship. So when the porn confession came out, I was bursting with resentment. What was once a tiny flame of pain was now a raging fire of bitterness. Never in my life had I experienced rage or anger like this. I said words that I didn't even know that I knew, and I wanted out of our marriage and started looking up divorce attorneys in Dallas. My love for Jason was completely conditional and not at all a picture of the unwavering love of Christ. God in his providence had just placed us in an amazing community group with four other newlyweds and a mentor couple. He knew that we desperately needed his church around us to help our marriage survive. When we told our community group about what was going on, we didn't feel one ounce of judgment and instead they cried with us and prayed with us, spoke truth to us and were there for us every step of the way. Our mentor couple opened up to us about their past, and we found so much hope in their story. You see, they had an almost identical story to ours, which was hard to believe because they had an amazing marriage, three kids, and were on staff at our church. If God could save and transform their marriage, then maybe there was hope for us yet. After hearing our mentor couple's story, I had a change of heart. God gave me a new conviction and resolve to love my husband through this struggle and to forgive him. It was easier said than done. Learning to forgive was a long process for me and one of the biggest challenges I had ever faced. For a long time, I felt that if I forgave Jason, it would mean that I was a doormat or a weak, a weak person or that forgiving him meant that his behavior was okay. But let me tell you that a person who forgives is not someone who is weak, but it's someone who is free. It means that they rightly see God in his perfect holiness and man accurately in his fallen state. By not forgiving my husband, I was saying that I was without sin or in need of forgiveness myself. I often felt justified in my unforgiveness, rage, and bitterness and didn't see those things for what they truly were, sin. I couldn't see that my unforgiveness was doing just as much damage to my marriage and my relationship with God as my husband's addiction to pornography was. Thankfully, God opened my eyes to my own sinfulness and my own need for forgiveness. Matthew 6.14 reads, If you forgive others for their transgressions, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, then your heavenly Father will not forgive your transgressions. I continued to struggle, and my addiction to pornography didn't stop overnight. But as I learned to be open and honest with my wife, our community, and myself, my life and marriage began to change. James 5.16 says, Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Through confession, God taught me humility. I had to acknowledge that I could not overcome my sin on my own or even love my wife well without God's direct and daily help. After confessing my own sin of bitterness and unforgiveness, God began to heal my heart. Today, I'm no longer a prisoner to anger or pain or the past. 
and am free to forgive because God's forgiven me. Forgiveness isn't a one-time thing you say or you do. It's the way of life, and it's the way of Christ. I no longer live in fear of the next confession, and instead I strive to daily trust that God's in control, working for my good and the good of my family. I know that God will give me the grace to walk through whatever situation comes my way. I love Isaiah 41.10. It says, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, and I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. In addition to being transparent about my sin, I also gained a new attitude towards my sin. My sin wasn't a harmless habit. It was a selfish action that was destroying the precious wife that God had entrusted to me. Porn had no place in my marriage, and I became committed to rooting it out at all costs. And, uh, you know, just to, to show how far that commitment went, um, I got rid of my iPhone for two and a half years. I never traveled alone. There were so many nights that I, I left, uh, you know, we had five hotel rooms booked, and we left one empty because I wouldn't sleep in one by myself. And um, I daily had a bandmate ask me a series of questions that were just to check my heart and see how I was doing. And my wife had full access to my email and Facebook ap- accounts. I became an open book, and we made a lot of sacrifices over the years that would sound crazy to most, um, but those sacrifices have made all the difference. I can now say that the impulses that used to rule me are a distant memory, and I'm now free to enjoy the abundant life that God intends for each and every one of us. You know, I, I have called myself a Christian for a long time, but when people would say, talk about the freedom in Christ, I never really got that until I, until I started living this this light, this life in the light, and um, and it's wonderful. I just had to say that. Um, there's a lot more to our story, as you can imagine. But in closing, I just want to say that Jason and I are in a better place than we ever thought possible. Um, if you would have told us five years ago that we would be up here sharing, I would have been like, you're crazy. I'm out of here. But um, we genuinely enjoy each other, and we laugh. We do projects together. Um, I trust him, which is a huge thing to say after everything that we've been through. And he loves me well. God took our mess, and he made it into something beautiful. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says that if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. You don't have to be defined by your past. Uh, I'm glad you're here and let God define your future. Jesus died so that you can be made new and so that your marriage can be new too. Thanks for listening. Thank you.